We are Gathering of the Geeks, podcast and YouTube show built around the things we as geeks all love. Hashtag we gather on Sundays. Thank you for checking out episode eight, the one with Lauren. I'm one of your hosts, Emmett, and I'm joined by the Ted Lasso to my coach beard, Chris Evans. Chris, how are you doing tonight, my son? I'm doing swell. Yeah. How are you and doing? I'm doing very well. And as you can see on the screen right now, folks, we got Lauren with us. Lauren, how are you doing? Hello. Good. <laughs> how are y'all doing? I was frozen for a second, so all I heard was... Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was a chipmunk. I thought she was. I thought she was doing like. Uh, it, it, it got like scary the, for a the... second. Are we gonna do accents? Are we all doing accents? No, 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 no. Not in this chilies tonight. No, no. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> well, clearly we don't know what's happening at all, Chris. Emma, you're in charge. Oh, trust and I thought me, we were more uh, organized tonight. What's yeah, on? Chris was saying before the show started, oh, we're organized, we're organized, and it's just going to end up like every other show. <laughs> that may be... I don't know. I don't know. If I was Rebecca, I think I feel like that's a huge compliment, and I don't live up to that. So, like, you need to lower your bar grabs, but thank you. <laughs> I also can't make biscuits. or what, what, Could what she be the Keely? Keely could work. Keely Adam, that might be more accurate. Yeah, a little sassy, little attitude. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I love Keely. She's great. It's settled then. It's settled. Lauren's the Keely. Struck again. <laughs> Let's right. get t-shirts. <laughs> One we won't get sued for, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, I mean, that's, that's a key like thing. A, that's that's like key for Chris. What? That's key for you, Chris, is they're not getting sued. Not really. I mean, so you other aliases. Who knows what happens with this paperwork? That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, before we get uh, any farther, guys, I just want to say hey to everybody in the chats already so far. Grab Steven, Juan, uh, Zeddy was first. Eric uh, Cookie is in there as well. Uh, thanks so much for hopping on with us so early, guys. And make sure you're hitting that like button and the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Um, so we've got a bunch of things planned. We're going to be talking about what we read and what we watched. We're going to be talking about our polls. We're going to be talking about our main topic. And we've got a little bit of a surprise at the end of the show as well. Uh, but we'll get to that uh, when we get to it. So let's start off like we do every week, Chris, and uh, what we read, what we watched. And I'm going to give it to Lauren first and let her uh, kick us off here. Lauren, what did you get up to this week? What did you read? What did you watch? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I was sad we don't have Peacemaker, um, so I did not watch that. Um, that was not your question, but I'm going to say that anyway. Um, <laughs> I read... A lot of good Marvel this week, which was surprising just because I read so many indies and such. But um, Black Widow, um, that series has been so good. Uh, Kelly Thompson and Elena Casagrande's run. Um, But this issue in particular, like, slapped even harder than usual. Um, Lots of action. It felt like a movie um, in the best way possible. And by the end of it, I was like, where's the rest? I need it right now. Um, So if you aren't leaving Brad reading black widow and not a big marvel person i highly recommend it there's a reason it won an eisner even over other fantastic books it deserved as well um dark ages really good um i'm kind of upset mr taylor is dc exclusive only now because i love him writing my marvel characters um so mr taylor please come back soon <laughs> come home yeah that that's pretty much it um i don't what was on this week? Was there anything on this week? Because I don't remember watching a dang thing. Was it Legends of Tomorrow this week? 
Oh, oh God, I don't know where to start with that. That's a whole okay. other thing, guys. My well, no, so... let's start with it, Lauren, because you oh, you live tweet goodness. every episode and it, it <laughs> fills up my Twitter feed. So the, let's the let's hear about it. let's hear about legends, okay? Well, I put it. I tried to put it in the thread. Um. Well, so this episode hurt to watch, not because it was bad, but because it, it felt like a series finale, and it wasn't even the season finale. Um, the season finale is this Wednesday. So the whole time I was panicking my ass off, and then in between my panicking and being like, oh my god, no, like they're gonna retire, they're gonna stop time traveling, they can't do that, what's happening? No, then all of a sudden you get like a cute moment with like the couples on the show, and I'm like, you sons of bitches, you think that's gonna distract me? <laughs> Well, damn it, it did. I hate y'all. So, like, it just, it was a heart attack the whole time. But it was good. But, like, I need that season eight renewal right now so I can calm down. Is that not a for sure thing that the that the series is going to continue after this one? The CW, funny enough, unless I'm wrong, uh, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. They have not renewed a single freaking thing yet. There have been rumors the Flash is renewed and all these things, but nothing has a renewed yet, which is very weird for the CW. Usually by January, not in February, January stuff's renewed. Um, so yeah, it's it's not a sure thing. Um, I think we're gonna get at least one more season. Like I trust that the writers would have actually written built up the finale of the show more properly. But yeah, this last episode gave me a panic attack. I was like, wait, what? Maybe I'm wrong. So but um yeah the CW needs to get together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think people are still waiting for that flash renewal too, aren't they? Or did that happen? Yes. Nope. So still some still kind of waiting news. on that. Okay. Yeah, but it's interesting. Katie Lotz, who plays Sarah Lance in Legends and was on Arrow way back in the day, of course, she is actually directing an episode of The Flash this season. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting because a lot of times they've been letting their actors direct episodes of their own shows. Um, there's not many that cross over to other shows to do it, so she they must really like her directing. So I'll take it. That's pretty cool. I like when I like that about CW. They they don't just like you're an actor. That's all you're gonna do. They let him do other stuff, yeah. even if it's like you said their show. Or um, doesn't the actor who plays I just blanked out Arrow's buddy that's supposed Diggle? to be Green Lantern, but he's, yes, didn't he direct an episode of something? <laughs> Oh, he, he's 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 been on every show he's directed, even though like his character is done with Arrow, like he hasn't done his mm-hmm. own thing. He they randomly brought him back onto Legends and we were like, what are you doing here? So it's, they really love that actor, David Ramsey. He's involved yeah, in everything. Ramsey. It's it's something I, I'm not sure why, but they really like him and he must have some real investment. So I remember thinking he was pretty good on Arrow. Yeah. I don't think I've seen him in anything else, though, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you know, not other than CW stuff. Yeah. I thought it was yeah, weird yeah. when he showed up in season one of Superman and Lois for half a minute and then was just gone. See, he, he's just everywhere, the guy. Why? I don't know. Busiest man <laughs> in the CW universe. Yeah. Chris, yeah. do you watch Legends? No. It, is Superman and Lois the only CW show that you, like, uh, DC CW show that you watch? I watched Batwoman last night. Oh, you did! I watched that one. Oh wait! Oh my How goodness! Because I'm behind, and I'll be honest here. Um, I don't watch Batwoman for the superhero show because it's a bat show, and they don't use bat rings. I don't understand it. It would solve half the problem. But I do watch it for the lesbian drama. It wasn't good. 
Okay, so when you put it like that, first they do use batterings now, and yes! there's plenty of lesbian drama. Yeah! <laughs> All right, I'll have to catch up. <laughs> Perfect combo. Batarangs and yeah. lesbian drama. I mean, what else do you really need? <laughs> uh, and, you, and you got Alice, too, which is fun. So. Oh, my God. Rachel Scarson, that's the actress who plays her. She was, oh, yeah. um, she was on Lost Girl, which that show went in the shithole. But, like, when she was on there, like, she was Grace Hamson. She's so fun as Alice. Yeah, and she was actually, uh, well, funny, she was on the Birds of Prey TV series, which not a lot of people remember. And, oh, uh, yes. Oh, that's so weird. You're right. Isn't it? Yeah, and she was a big part of Lost Girl. And now, like, in my opinion, Batwoman is her show. Yeah. That's kind of what I like that. Yeah. And then the actress who plays Sophie, she's really good, but she's also yeah. like, she's tall and she's hot. So she steals the scene every time she's on there. Like, you've got Rachel Scarson stealing his Alice. And then you've got her right here for me. They're both really good. You probably like the episode. Yes. <laughs> that. Did you like the episode, Chris? No, but that's okay. okay. I was wondering if you, if you, uh, I think you tried to jump back in a couple episodes ago. I watched and the premiere it was, and yeah. it was not for me. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to hate watch something. I'm just done. Yeah. And then there was something in this week's episode that I wanted to see. Hmm. So I just watched it. And I mean, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was okay. I didn't know a lot of what was going on because they really moved past what was in the, the second season. It's really Ryan's show now, which is what I thought they should have done to begin with with season two instead of the back and forth. Because Javicia Leslie is really good. I liked her a lot. Um, and, you know, the supporting cast is good, too. But last season was just a mess for me. And this season, I just didn't care. So, but it's not a bad episode. I just didn't really like it. Were you watching it for the guy playing the new Joker or whatever he's doing? No, I was watching it for... Do you know what's in the new episode? I don't want to spoil anything. You're not gonna hurt Spoil me it. for spoiling. Yeah, you okay. know. <laughs> I, again, so, I watched for the lesbian drama, and I already know yeah, what's fair, happening fair. there. So, so <laughs> this week, I saw a picture of it was a behind-the-scenes shot. They had like a full-on Joker. He had, you know, purple suit, mm, white yeah. face, green hair, everything. I was like, what is he doing on that show? I have to watch it. So I watched <laughs> it. He's not in the show. He's blurred so, out, and all you see is his nose. It. No, he's yeah. in it for like thirty seconds. He's part of a cool plot twist, though. I'll give him that. It's a cool plot twist with him. But that's why I watched it, to see the Joker. And I didn't see the Joker. I saw Marcus, who is supposed to be the new Joker. And I yeah. thought he was kind of... But I thought he was kind of cool, but he's really over the top. Like Jim Carrey Riddler over the top. Mm. Yeah. Joygasm and stuff. But, you know, Bad Rings, lesbian drama, we're good on that. I was I remember watching earlier episodes of this season and I swear to god there's a scene where like um the Mad Hatter or whoever was like controlling Mary Hamilton like yeah, a doctor yeah. on the show and was forcing her to like cut this guy open and like Batwoman was just standing there like what do I do and I was like throw a battering at the hat so he can't mind control her that's all you have to do and she wouldn't throw a battering I was just so confused yeah and yeah, I don't know. So I like Javicia Leslie. I do. But yeah. the way her Batwoman is written sometimes is it's not Batwoman. It's not even like a heroic character. Mm. But maybe that's the point because she's still learning. 
Like if she was yeah. a seasoned vet, she would have known, oh, throw a battering at the hat. But because she's still just <laughs> Ryan Wilder from the van, it's like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Mary's got her hand, you know, in this guy's lungs. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. Yeah. It was just so weird because she was there with literally everybody else. So like Luke Fox, who's supposed to be like some level of a genius, I assume, like his father. Yeah. He was just like, oh, let's go on the tower and do this techie stuff. And I was like, bruh, battering. Anyways. But battering, I hear you. And, hook, and anything. <laughs> with me? Oh, gosh. Do you, should I live... Should I like reenact scenes of Batwoman just myself, like make TikToks? That's a lot of work. But that I would fun. like to see you play Alice and Kate at the same time. Kate? Not. I'm sorry. Yeah, Kate. Kate. Sorry. Loopy. Oh, like the like, one that's not on the show anymore. That that yeah, would be interesting. Like, yeah, like actual Kate Kane and Alice. That would be fun. It could be like the Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> I'll say she was my great inspiration for it. Yeah. You know the difference between you and I? I'm Alice. There you go. That's yeah. a quote from the picture. But it's yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, the actual <laughs> quote is you know the difference between you and I, I have class and you don't. Don't ask me why I know this. You know Moving everything. <laughs> oh wait, uh I, I saw a comment from S Steve in the chat earlier about um Rachel Scarson's role in Birds of Prey. Yes, oh, she, yeah, she like was Dinah Lance, which again, very weird because she plays a much younger one, so very different Black Canary than like Journey Smollett or what have you. And if I remember, hers was a metahuman, I think. Yes. Because in, in the Birds of Prey series, everybody was a metahuman, which was an interesting twist. Even Batgirl? Yeah. Batgirl was... No, she's Oracle. They right, actually Oracle. wrote her correctly. She was in a wheelchair, being a badass, being Oracle. So yeah, yeah, she was actually the best part of the series. And also, they had this really cool flashback sequence that showed... They basically recreated the killing joke. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mark Hamill was the voice of a weird-looking stuntman. But it was really cool the way it played out, because you saw, like, Batman in a suit. You had um, this really badass Batgirl suit there, uh, which was uh -huh. actually the Batman and Robin... Batgirl suit that they repainted. Hmm. Oh, but it looks so that. much better with the new coat of paint. Um, so yeah, fun facts tonight. <laughs> fun facts with Chris. <laughs> I do what I can. <laughs> Lauren, are you watching Naomi? No, I wasn't really that interested in it. And then I saw the reviews for it were overwhelmingly very neutral or very negative and so i just mm. said i it's not on my high priority list so maybe i'll check it out <laughs> one day but i'm not really interested i have i'm trying to lower the level of cw shows i watch so that once legends and everything i care about is done i'm done with the cw hopefully but mm -hmm. that that's that's good mission yeah i watched the premiere the, um, and then I just, I don't know, it just didn't really grab me and I just didn't really pick it back up again. And I, I think it's on still on the same nights as Superman and Lois, mm -hmm. just an hour later, I think. I think so. I think so. Um, but I, I, I don't know if I want to go back. CW shows are just such a chore. I think I'm, I'm really only yeah. watching Superman and Lois just because <gasps> of, it's a Superman show. That's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's good. Uh, and that helps too. But it's like, it's, I don't know if it's, I've got like rose colored glasses on it just because it's a Superman show. Because like 
Chris and I, we've been talking about this the, with the dudes from the Vigilante about Superman and Lois and how there is fault to the show. And you know, it's very CW, but because it's Superman, I don't know if that's, you know, are we giving it a pass, Chris? I know this is kind of a separate thing altogether, but we're on CW shows. Um, and if you want, you can hear more about Chris's thoughts on Superman and Lois on the Vigilante 1939 YouTube channel. Um, but this is kind of a question I got uh, when we're talking about the CW. Are we giving Superman and Lois a pass, Chris, because it's a Superman show? Even though, like, comparing it to The Flash or Legends or Naomi, um, like, is there that much of a difference between all of them? I don't know. It, it, so some something in Superman and Lois... See, I don't want to talk down about the CW shows because I really don't watch them to, to say anything truly negative. Yep. You know, my experience with CW shows is, is the first few... First two seasons of Arrow. Um, I've watched most of the crossovers. I've seen some of Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman, you know, but I'm not that versed, well versed in it. But I can say this there are certain aspects of Superman and Lois that do feel really like this is a network television show that's meant to fit in a certain bubble to be like these other shows. Yeah. And sometimes that comes out more than other times like this past episode this week was full on in that territory they are doing it feels like they're doing things just to fit a formula that mm -hmm. cw seems to use yeah well and it works for a lot of people like see obviously the shows are popular like what, what are we on like season eight of the flash now um so. arrow went for <laughs> six seasons or something yeah <laughs> arrow was eight arrow was eight as yeah. well um What's sure. sad is that the Flash is probably going to get more than Arrow, <laughs> mm. and 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 a, and not that I hate the Flash. I love the first three the first three seasons of Flash. I think we're a fantastic superhero television, um, but it's just gone way down the drain um, on all levels, which is unfortunate because it was very strong at one point. Um, but I mean, I agree with what Chris said. Like, we all trust the CW, but we have to remember the CW's main demographic is teens and young adults. So that's the television you're going to get on that network. So if you're not that age group and you're wondering, God, why do all the CW shows stink to you? That's probably why. It's not your demographic. And if you are that age range, it's just you're not the general fitting of the demographic they're aiming for. And that's okay. Um, but, you know, I, I think, I don't know. I There's definitely a formula to, to almost everything on CW, like Chris says. And they're saying Emmett works. So, you know, you can trash the CW all you want, but you're just going to waste your time because it works. So you either watch it because you do or you don't because you don't. That's a good way to put it. Also, I agree with what Hayner's saying here. Limit the episodes per season. I don't – I think I've come to the realization for myself that no series needs to be 24 episodes. And I think it helps with making a tighter story. There's less fluff, less room for error. Like Batwoman um, – it's a 13-episode season. It, it's over next week. And mm -hmm. I'm hoping Superman Lois is also going to be a short season, maybe in the, the 12 to 14-episode range, because I just think that works better. You know, If you look at next Netflix series that, we, that everybody watches, they don't go 24 episodes. They barely hit 13 most of the time. Mm -hmm. Same with HBO Max. Yeah. And uh, Amazon. Amazon, yeah. So yeah, I, I, think I agree. There's something in limiting the, the episodes. I think that's a great idea. Well, aside from yeah. easier viewing for us, it's easier for the writers. Like we, we found that I think it was in the first season of Superman and Lois where we felt like the show show should have ended 
but then they're like, oh, let's add on what I was like four or five more episodes, Chris. I can't remember. Um, and it, you can just four, I think. Yeah, you can just see it. You can just tell a difference. You can see where the the writers are overextending themselves, um, mm. and just you know spreading out their limitations, spreading out their resources, and trying to make the show you know run longer for you know maybe for budget for um, more uh, more eyes in the network that kind of thing. But overall. Um, I don't think it, it benefits to have uh, a longer, more drawn out season than a shorter, tighter, um, more well thought out, um, shorter season. Yeah, I agree. Indeed, that's, Eric, uh, indeed. That's how I felt with uh, Legends of Tomorrow, because Legends of Tomorrow used to be like 20 episodes a season. Then it went down to 18 one season. Then it went down to 16. I think now it's at 13 or 15. And so I, there were some fans that complained like, we want more episodes. I was like, why we're getting better quality more assistance storytelling we're still getting time with our characters and all this fun stuff and we're getting less filler episodes you get one a season maybe with those with that level of that quantity of episodes instead of the like five you get when you have a 24 episode season like yeah more episodes doesn't mean a better show and it's that shouldn't be a reflection of how good the show is. It should have the necessary amount to tell the story, whether that's five or eight or 13. Um, and I agree with Chris, like there's pretty much no story that needs 24 episodes a season. Like, unless you're like so. an adult swim animated show that just goes on forever, you know, that's different. And those are like 15 minute episodes anyway, like 15 to 20 minutes. So they're easier to swallow if there's 24 of them. These are 45 minute episodes typically. Yeah. Uh, so that's Lauren's uh, week in review. Chris, would you uh, would you get up to this week? Would you read? Would you watch? I read. Uh, I'm going to get this confused again, even though we just talked about it before we got there. Yeah, <laughs> X of Deaths and X of Lives. I read them back to back. Um, I don't remember which is which is titled which anymore. I just know one is more, <laughs> one is Wolverine. I like them both. Um, I'm really really liking that story though. I like both sides of it, although the Moira one. Uh, this last issue, the one that was released this week, really pushed the edge for me. That is the better book, um, just because yeah. it's more interesting, and they're doing something that's really cool. I think I mentioned before that there was like a Wolverine Terminator. I think last yeah. week I mentioned that. I think it was that was last week. Yeah. Yeah, he is like the Wolverine Terminator. And it's badass. I love it. <laughs> Give me a couple yeah, of those. I I'm agree. waiting for like the Laura Laura one too. Not not the son. I hate Dawkins. Dakin, how do you pronounce it? <laughs> Can't stand, but the the two girls give them. Let's do that. Lauren Gabby, yeah, that would be yeah. really cool to see, actually. Yeah, family of like Terminator Wolverines. Let's do that. That should be the next. But never mind that wasteland stuff. Let's do Wolverine Terminators. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that I'm rambling tonight. I read a uh, Bolero number two, which that is a book that has totally surprised me because my journey into indie comics started last year. <laughs> and it's really now it's like to the point where I'm looking more forward to those kinds of books than I am uh -huh. hero books, which is a very interesting shift for me. Um, unless it's Batman, yeah, or Wolverine, but like the other books, we're, we're it's kind of like neck and neck for me right now. So, um, Blair was really, really good. It's it's such a confusing story, like if you were to explain it to somebody. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got the first, I got the first issue in, in physical copy, and my wife asked me what it was about. And I'm like, uh, uh, 
I don't know. It's love. <laughs> yeah. It's love. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's about love. It's about everything. Yeah. Um, but this issue, like, if you didn't read the first issue, you just jump into this one. God help you, because there's yeah. no way you will understand. <laughs> there's talking cats. There's mm-hmm. time traveling. All kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. If you guys aren't reading Valero, I really recommend it. It's such a cool book. Mm-hmm. Um, it confused so those... the shit out of me this week. Like, you're not <laughs> wrong. Because I read the first issue, and I was like, you know what? This was actually pretty cool. Like, not what I expected, but pretty cool. And I read the second one, and I was like, I don't know what the hell I just read. Like, at all. I, I couldn't recount I it. I have no... Like, if you ask me what it was about, I can't tell you. But I know I liked it. <laughs> like, I really cannot explain what I read. But it was cool. And I like the art. Like, yeah. Cookie's right. The art okay. is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I read as far as what I watched um, Superman Lois of course which you guys like uh, like you suggested earlier you can find my thoughts over on the Vigilante 1939's YouTube channel where Zeddy and I do a thing called World's Finest and we talk about Superman Lois but uh, I did like it I just thought that some parts of it were um, not the best not the best not the, not the best more not more best. bizarro less less cushings that's that's, yeah, that's right <laughs> less a lot less cushings please if, if cw is listening less cushings yeah, less cushings for cw <laughs> yeah more ribs um yeah, that's right and euphoria euphoria was a big deal for me last sunday like as soon she's as a finale off, tonight i'm so excited as, <laughs> as soon as we finish this i'm running to watch euphoria yeah <laughs> um that was really really good last weekend though and uh i watched red notice oh have you, guys, you just have you guys watched seen it? that yeah have you guys yeah, yeah. watched that yeah lauren did you see which it? one's that one it sounds familiar which one is it it's the netflix movie with uh dwayne johnson ryan reynolds oh, yeah. and gal gadot yeah i saw yeah yep. okay i didn't like it i thought it was okay <laughs> I, I, it's like one of those movies where I understand the actors are playing to their strengths. Ryan Reynolds is sarcastic and funny. Got it. Dwayne Johnson is a big, like, huggable teddy bear that'll beat the crap out of you if necessary. Got it. Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman and anything. Love it. But it just didn't really work for me. I despise Ryan Reynolds. What? He, you know, yeah. <laughs> Why? I, I don't find him funny. Oh. I don't like his acting. I don't like his movies. I don't like Ryan Reynolds. I All like right, so the Rock. Needs to leave the show right now. <laughs> I was going to say I just, we are I, taking applications. Yeah, right. I, I just don't like him. I, I don't like find the him Rock funny. more than Ryan Reynolds. That that actually no, I don't like the Rock. Me. Well, hmm. yeah, I do like the Rock more than Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 surprises me. Um, yeah, I mean, I That's how it so. Is. <laughs> if I go into a movie expecting, like, just say, like, very silly, cheesy action Hollywood film, which is exactly what that was, and you're right, all of them play to their strengths, they're all completely typecast, Dwayne mm-hmm. Johnson's playing the tough, pretty action guy who women drool over, and he's badass, Ryan Reynolds is playing the cocky, slightly dorkier, but still a hot action guy that he always plays, and Gal Gadot is a woman to stare at the whole film. That's yeah. their role. Um I still enjoyed it because I do enjoy those films when I'm in the right mood. So I thought it was fun. But what I say, it's like, oh, my God, I'm ready to see that movie. No, but if you want a fun movie to just watch one night, it's a fun film. Yeah, I think it does feel that. Like, yeah, if you just want something to throw on, it's not going to hurt you. It, it'll entertain you. Yeah. yeah. It'll and, be a and fun also, time. Unless you're Emma many... and hate Ryan Reynolds. 
Right. And how many movies are we going to have The Rock in a Jungle wearing a beige shirt? For real. Kind of... You're right. This, I don't understand. Is that like where they on my, oh, The Rock's in this movie, we have to have a jungle scene. No, we don't. <laughs> I look forward to Black Adam being in the jungle wearing I don't a black it. shirt. I don't want it. No more jungles. Stay out of the jungle, Dwayne. Chris, if, if it happens, I'm going to need you to live tweet your thoughts on that scene if it's in Black Adam. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is, though. Uh, I'm, it, it probably is. Oh, there's got to be a jungle scene in Black I'm Adam. I'm assuming there's sure. going to be, but seriously, keep the man out of the... He doesn't like it. I'm sure he doesn't. There's keep bugs. the man out of the jungle. <laughs> the guy makes so much money just by standing there and looking attractive and lifting weight. Like, it's... I don't think he minds. He he goes I mean, home and drinks his tequila he brews. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he brews his tequila himself in his backyard or something. No, he, he has a tequila brand. Oh yeah, man. I know. Do you not see it, that on it, Instagram? Oh my lord. Wasn't it in the movie? I know where the Ryan Reynolds one was. That's that's the aviation the, the, gin. That's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, they were drinking that at the start. I don't know if the rock. It's called um. The tequila. Terramana. Yeah, yeah, that's Terramana tequila. Yeah. So. That's the director on Red Notice, I guess. Um, and I'd rather Brad, Hobbs and Shaw. I like, I like Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw, Shaw better than Red Red Notice. Hobbs and Shaw was fun. Yeah, and Idris Elba, Elba was, was so good. Mm. Yeah, how can you go wrong with Idris Elba? He's awesome in anything. Well, and Jason Statham, uh, Jason Statham, uh, as a, a foil or like a foil for or an opposite to The Rock, I found better too. Um, less quippy, I, I guess, is my problem with the Ryan, Ryan Reynolds thing. Okay, um, mm-hmm. Statham was more of a like a hard ass, and um, I like Jason Statham overall too. Uh, just his movies, um, action yeah. movies. So, and, and you're right. You know, Idris Elba was great. Um, Grabs did remind me, and I don't know how I forgot this one. I started the marvelous Miss Mrs. Maisel this week, and that was like instant love for me. <laughs> I don't know if everybody, anybody else has watched it, but I thought it was fantastic so far. It's really fun. I thought it was Miss Maisel for the longest time. I thought it was too, but I also thought this was that. Okay, <laughs> do you guys remember they announced something with Luke Evans about the creator of Wonder Woman? Oh, uh, the, uh, Miss Mar- uh, Marston. And okay, the, I thought that the was oh the movie, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the longest time, I Marston. thought that was this. I thought William Moulton Marston of... and Marvelous Miss Maisel. Right, I thought this was <laughs> the you, about the creation of Wonder Woman. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, 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 <laughs> So I never watched it. I was like, I don't want to see that. But then, like, Grabs told me, about it. I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and it's not good. the same thing. <laughs> oh, and I watched Prisoners. I am out of my mind tonight. I watched Prisoners as well. <laughs> that was a great movie. Oh, Prisoners. Yeah, Prisoners. With yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman, and uh, Paul Dano. Oh, yeah. It was I saw a funny thing. We we were DMing about it, and Chris said he was going to watch Prisoners. And before he had seen the movie, he was like, "I can't wait to see Paul Dano get the shit beat out of him." And I just put dot 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 because I didn't want to spoil it for him. Chris, did you enjoy seeing Paul Dano get the shit beat out of him? Actually, no, you did not, sir. I I felt kind of kind of about it. (laughs) I I was like, "Oh my god, Chris!" One of the things you the things you said about those movies is you. I couldn't wait for you just to, to think of me like, I can't believe I said that. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I also thought, I, I didn't really know what it was about because I had seen the ending to it, actually. Like, my wife was watching it years ago and I walked in right at the end. 
the like whistle. Jake Jim. Oh, the whistle, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is the ending. Well, I don't need to watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, and then I guess I just want to see Paul Dano get the crap kicked out of him. So I was like, I want to watch it now. And uh, here we are. So <laughs> I think it's Hugh Jackman's <laughs> best performance. Um, I'm kind of partial to The Greatest Showman, I think. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. Or Les Mis. He's really good with Les Hmm. Or anything with Wolverine. I mean, you know, I'm easy to please. <laughs> you are easy to please. Just, just Hugh Jackman. We'll, we'll throw him in your bedroom, Chris. He'll be there for you. <laughs> I mean, I do love Hugh Jackman. Even like his rom-com <laughs> Ashley Judd, I'm there for it. It's called Someone mm-hmm. Like You. If, if nobody's watching, you probably don't need to, but it is fun. <laughs> I love it when Chris pulls out rom-coms every once in a while. Because they're wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Uh, I think this that's a good segue, actually, uh, talking about uh, Hugh Jackman um, and talking about our poll um, from last week. Yeah, pretty good, (laughs) Chris. Pretty good. Um, So our poll for last week, uh, we wanted to know about cameos for Doctor Strange 2. Um, And if you, uh, the viewer or the listener or the reader of our Twitter account, uh, if you could pick just which uh, pick just one, what would it be? Uh, in our ta- our poll, we had Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, Tom Cruise as Iron Man, Toby Spider Man, and then fourth option would have been I want to see, and then you would have given your own option. Um, Hugh Jackman was the pretty clear winner with forty one percent, Tom Cruise with twenty six percent, and Toby Spider Man is twenty one percent. And then we had some uh, write in ones. We had some pretty funky write in ones. I want to get to those before we do um, some of the other ones. So uh, Ian, our buddy, uh, boy Ian wrote uh, Michael B Jordan. Um, as Black Panther, which would have been an interesting mm. thing if it were or is happening. Um, one of the other ones was uh, Man Thing 2099 account said he would love oh, to yeah. see Man Thing, and it would fit perfectly as he is the guardi- guardian of the nexus of all the of all realities. Um, so kind of interesting uh, right in topics there. But yeah, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, the winner. Uh, Chris, if you were to have voted on this poll, what was the one cameo you would want to see in Doctor Strange 2? Uh, out of the choices, Tom Cruise is Iron Man. That's what I would have chosen as well. Lauren, what about you? Well, I know I wouldn't have picked that. That's my least favorite choice because I don't want any hmm. more Tony Stark on any level. I think the character <sighs> needs to be done. On like, mm-hmm. I swear to God, we have plenty of other rich pretty men that have problems that you can put as a superhero in a Marvel film. Like, just, just like let Fortnite. a character die. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> let him die. I don't need any other version of Tony Stark. I'm also not a fan of Tom Cruise, so that just doesn't interest mm. me. Um, I don't know. I, I would like... I don't know. I mean, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine would be fun, but like, I, I, I think he can also be done with the character. Um, I, I would... I would just... I would really like, actually, this is just nothing of it to see the actress that played Laura Kenny and Logan. I don't know how old she is now, but I think she's that old enough. Too. I'd like her to replies as Laura, as Laura Kenny and be introduced as a Wolverine. Mm. That would be really yeah. cool. I think Daphne Keene is like 18 ish now. I think. Yeah. So she could do it. She can be a young adult, uh, Laura Kenny, which is cool. Um, but either way, as if it has to do with the X-Men, I'm happy. So, Unless they butcher one of my X-Men, then I won't be happy. 
The only reason I would want to see Tom Cruise as Iron Man show up just because Tom Cruise isn't in the MCU. Um, if there was another option where it was, you know, John Krasinski as uh, Reed Richards, I would have chosen that too. I want to see somebody who hasn't been um, in the MCU or in the Marvel uh, universe before. Like Toby's cool, but we've seen obviously him Spider-Man. Hugh's cool, but we've seen Wolverine. Yeah. We haven't seen Tom Cruise as Iron Man. So I, I chose that one just because, it, or I would have chosen that one just because it was something that Marvel, uh, that we haven't seen before. Um, I, but it, it, if I want yeah. to do, I want to see, I'd want to see somebody as, you know, Reed Richards or Sue Storm or, um, something like that. Or even like you said, Lauren, more X-Men, but a new care, a new actor, um, in it, not just yeah. like, I know there's all everything going on with Patrick Stewart. Great. To see Patrick Stewart. But how about some of the, uh, some of the new characters, how about the launching of the, the X-Men into the MCU, that kind of thing. That's what I, I that those are some of the cameos I want to see. And Ian comment about, you know, it taking away from the movie. I think that's going to be a tricky thing yeah. for Doctor Strange, too. Because if they just throw all yeah. these cameos in, you know, if Patrick Stewart's in the movie for, you know, 30 seconds, two minutes, um, you know, how is that going to, you know, progress the story forward? Or is it just going to be, you know, or are we all just going to be talking about cameos and not what's actually going on in the movie? Um, I, I don't know. I think that Doctor Strange 2 is going to hold its own. But I... Like I watched that trailer, and the only thing that stuck with me was Patrick Stewart's Xavier. Exactly. But I mean, yeah. that's me as an X Men fan. Like, they're finally here. The X Men are in the MCU. Let's go. You know, and I, I probably had some some more profanity attached to that, but that's the, you know, the YouTube version. Um, but I think that I'm kind of picky when it comes to this, also, and that's kind of why I went with Tom Cruise because I don't want to see the X Men just cameo and their variants. I want to see the real MCU team. So, and, and I think like if you throw Hugh Jackman in there as Wolverine, you do two things. Yeah, you get the crowd pop, but then you're making it harder for the new guy because yeah. you're showing yeah. people, hey, Hugh Jackman's still around. He'll still wear the claws, and he won't. If he wears it for thir- for like a ten second cameo, that doesn't mean he's up to return full time. And you're just making it harder for people to accept the new guy, whoever he'll be, or she'll be. Because I think maybe Laura is the way to go just to get rid of that baggage. So, you know, that's why for me, Tom Cruise is the easy one. I know people are attached to Robert Downey Jr., but Tom Cruise would just be funny. I mean, he was attached to it in the 90s anyway, so it'd just be fun. That's an interesting thing you just said about it taking away from what's to come. And what did we see at the end of... Uh, Peacemaker and what didn't we see at the end of Peacemaker we didn't see Batman we didn't see Affleck's Batman maybe that was because you know they're trying to get people to accept Pattinson as Mm -hmm. the Batman now right so I I think that's a completely fair point Chris 100% I try yeah I I, uh (laughs) yeah I agree with all that and I liked that you brought up the Fantastic Four Emmett because the thought I actually had had that forgotten about was the guy who originally played Reed Richards in the 2005 Fantastic Four, Eon Grofud, I don't know how to say his name. I loved him as Reed Richards. I mm-hmm. And I know he's technically playing before, but those films are so disconnected from everybody because they went down the gutter so much. I would have no problem with him coming back and playing Reed. I kind of like the X films. Um, I think he was very well cast as Reed Richards. I don't need the same fan cast everybody's doing to recast Reed Richards to happen. They can just bring him back. He's a great actor. Yeah, I lo- he's like one of the few legacy actors. If they did bring him back full time, I'd be like, okay, cool. 
because he didn't even get a fair yeah. shake in those movies. I mean, they were yeah kind of popular. I don't think people outright hated them, and they made money, but like nobody looks back fondly and says, "You know what movie I liked? Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer." That was a great. Oh, the the second one ruined it. The first one, if it had just been the first one. It, I, I think people would look more fondly on it in a nostalgic way, but yeah. Pe- yeah, people don't even do that with those films because the second one sucked so much. And I remember seeing that in theaters and I was a lot younger and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to see Galactus. And then I saw a cloud and that was supposed to be him. I was like, nope, I quit. <laughs> I mean, like that, that was, that was the last straw for me. Like clouds are dangerous though. <laughs> Have you not they read don't Rain? Eat planets, Chris. Yeah, that's they right. Don't eat did, did you read Rain? There's like needles falling from the clouds. Are, are, yes, but the clouds don't. are not eating a planet. They could, <laughs> like Kirby, that you little pink cartoon thing, the game. <laughs> if y'all write the comic, Chris, I will read it. You have my word. Well, that's after I do that chaotic X Men team of mine. <laughs> Put them together. The Chaos X-Men team have to fight the clouds that are going to eat the Earth. There you go. I think we're on to something. I just got to talk to Dan Mora. He's not returning my calls anymore. Something about I'm, I'm just pitching too much shit. I don't know. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. I'll do what I can. Yeah. Um, so that's the poll from last week, guys. We've got a new one up on the poll uh, or up on our Twitter account this week, and it's launching our Batman week uh, here at uh, Gathering of the Geeks. Um, yeah, so actually a little bit on. Um, well, I'll go back to the poll. So our poll for uh, was we're kicking off Batman week. Uh, we want to know uh, what is your favorite villain? Uh, we got the Joker. We got Two-Face. We got Ray Al Ghul and other. And so far that we have a ton of write-in uh comments so far um so yes it's batman week um people are friends some of them are seeing it tomorrow some of them are seeing it tuesday wednesday thursday and some people aren't seeing it for a couple of weeks um but if you want to know more about our hype level for the batman uh all three of us were on the vigilante 1939 tailgate party which uh was this past saturday so there's another reason to go to the vigilante 1939 youtube channel and subscribe to that and you will see all our pretty faces talking about our hype level for the batman it's a lot of comments about kirby in the uh, in the comments there. <laughs> because they want the, you gotta give the people what they want they want kirby eating planets <laughs> that, that, wait a minute that sounds it great next, it is the next step in evolution for kirby <laughs> just you like the Chris, you should you need to call up Marvel and tell them that's what Moira is really getting to. She's going to get the Kirby to eat the planet so that mutants are gone and the humans can make a new planet away from them. But wouldn't Destiny see that coming? N- not if Moira finds a loophole. I like it. See, so that's that's where the, like, Kirby, the fun Kirby's part of the story an is. unknown. That's where the yeah, twist Destiny is. Yeah, Destiny can't see unknowns. Kirby, Kirby, Kirby hasn't chosen his side. Moira has to get him. Or is she is like she? It. I don't know Kirby's gender. Uh, it's a Kirby. <laughs> so it sounds like you guys okay. are writing this together now, by the way. That's okay. I, I, yeah. I will share stuff with Lauren. It's cool with me. <laughs> well, well, we'll end up writing it. Um, I'm sorry, totally random, but I just saw that Ted Lasso got a SAG award. So yay, Ted Lasso. You guys got an award. Good job, you two. 
Look at that, Chris. Come on now. There we go. <laughs> hey, that's another good segue. Joker for that. <laughs> that's another good segue. That's two good segues this uh, this episode. So yeah, the SAG Awards are on right now. Uh, there was lots of news about the Oscars the, this past week about them cutting some stuff from their live show. Uh, and there's a lot of talk about the fan vote. There was a lot of talk about the Golden Globes, Golden Globes, um, not airing live on TV. Um, and it kind of got me thinking, or Chris and I thinking about award shows in general. Um, are they important anymore? Do we care that the shows are catering a little bit towards fans viewership on TV rather than the artists and the creators who are actually getting the awards. Um, it doesn't award mean that a movie is good. Does an award, does a movie not getting an award mean that a movie is bad? Um, what's everybody's stance on award shows? Lauren, do you care about awards? Do you care that a movie you like uh, or don't like, it gets nominated or doesn't get nominated? I mean, when I was younger, I cared a lot more for them, um, but less, more so because I, I bought into the whole setup of award shows where you, you feel like you have to watch the whole event and you want to see all the performances or the little shticks or whatever they're doing for the show. I bought into that a lot more when I was younger, and now they seem like they take forever. Like, three to four hours feel like they, they drag for me so much more now. Um and, and I don't know, especially with COVID, the how you can do an award show and how much chaos you can have has changed. The more chaotic, the better. I feel like they've gotten less chaotic and more structured because they've had to. Um, like, my favorite one was probably just the Kids' Choice Awards because they, they just put slime on people. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, put slime on everybody on every award show. Let Nickelodeon do them all. Imagine if you get a SAG award and then they just drop saggy slime on you every time. You're welcome. Um, but I mean, they don't really matter because again, they're they're all popularity contests. Even the SAG awards, which are done, from my understanding, by um, by the actors and people actually in the community, not just these critics um, or this one group of people voting. Um, it's supposed to be by the actual people that are in the industry and and know these people um, and know their craft. But it's still popularity contests. It's whatever the majority likes. So there's always going to be stuff that's myths. Um, which, which is kind of what stinks about award shows is um, it's hard to make them include other things. The comments about the slime are pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah, slime, bring it back. She just got sacked. That sounds That's weird. That's a t-shirt. We have so many t-shirt <laughs> ideas. I mean, we could have a store. And maybe I'll have a, a shirt that says, don't sue me. Yes. <laughs> It'll be on the back it. of the shirt. Chris, what do you think? What do you think about award shows? Do we need them? Do they matter anymore? Um, a lot of talk about award shows, especially this time of year. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? You know, I like Grab's opinion on this because I, I kind of, I think he's onto something here. When it comes, like we, opinions, everybody's got one, right? Everybody's got an opinion on something. That doesn't make your opinion more important than mine. As we all know, facts are not opinions and vice versa. So I think in the grand scheme of things, no. Awards shows and the awards themselves, maybe they don't matter as much. But I wouldn't say that they're useless because I think there is something prestigious about your peers voting to say, hey, we think in our field you did the best. 
So I do appreciate that. However, I think they've become stale and out of touch over the years. Because there was a time where I would watch these, like like Lauren, I'd watch every award show. And I'd make sure to watch every nominee. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if it was a movie I didn't care about, I'd watch it. And, you know, sometimes it turned out better than others. Like, um, Like that movie, The Artist, that one, that's not something I ever wanted to watch. And I still won't, even though it won Best Picture, I don't get it. Yeah. But I, I think that it, it's good to have awards. But they need to maybe find a way to make them more accessible or more entertaining. Like maybe slime is a good idea, you know? <laughs> Do something fun or expand the categories because they turn their nose at anything that people seem to like, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not saying Spider-Man No yeah. Way Home should should win Best Picture, but it was very well-reviewed. It was a crowd-pleaser. Why are you turning your nose at it? Oh, and then, you know, you nominate something like um, House of Gucci, mm-hmm. which I don't know if everybody here has watched, but it's not the best thing in the world. If anything, I'd give Jared Leto an Oscar for whatever movie he believes he's in. <laughs> He deserves something for that other than a pat on the back. Like he did something. I don't know what, but he did something. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing with the awards. I would like to see them do something else that's more inclusive, perhaps. And uh, back on the slime, this is kind of funny. Scarlett Johansson won some kind of MTV award, and her husband Colin Jost slimed her. I remember I saw that. Yeah, was great. I thought that was hilarious. It was on YouTube. I was like, that's funny, but. That's that's my take on it. Also, yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Chris. I was saying uh, the nerd room did discuss some. They were discussing um, the new Oscar fan favorite thing, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. You can hashtag Oscar fan favorite, vote, and uh, they'll recognize it. And uh, I would highly recommend checking out the nerd room for that discussion. It was really good. hundred percent agree. Uh, I, I, I'm a lot like, I think, um, what Zeddy and, um, Nico do right now with award shows is how I used to be, you know, they're young, they're young 20 somethings. They follow it. Uh, Chris, like you said, you used to follow it all the time, watch all the nominations, watch all that stuff. I used to do that too. Um, now that I'm, you know, a little bit older, my, my need for an award show has completely gone away. In, in any award, any award, any um, nomination, any Hall of Fame, anything like that, my need for what I like to be celebrated by others is completely gone away. Mm-hmm. I found that trying to find happiness with other people finding happiness or enjoyment in other in things that I like doesn't make me happier. What makes me happy is when I enjoy something and I think it's the best movie of the I year, not that. when other people think it's the best movie of the year. Um, I obviously write reviews. I have written reviews. I continue to write reviews that have a score on them. The purpose of my review, if people want to read it, is that they see how much I enjoy it. So maybe they'll enjoy it too, or maybe they'll check it out. Um I also understand that's how award shows can work too. You know, a, a, a movie that I've never heard of winning an award may get me to say, maybe I'll check that out. So I understand how that works too. But trying to find validation through award shows is, is, is something that I think is fleeting and pointless. 
Um, I think the validation should come from in, in internally in, you know, I, I get it. You know, it's, it's like a sports team winning, um, w- winning the championship. It makes everybody happy. Um, and it's the same thing. Like if uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a father, if, if my son win, wins an award, I will feel good. But if he doesn't win an award, I'll still feel good. He's still my son. I, you know, all that kind of stuff. I would hope so. so. I, I hope so. And that's the thing. If, if I like it, if I, if I, if I know that it's good, if, if I know that, you know, the, the writing, the writers did everything they could to make a good movie. The directors did everything they could to make a good movie. And the actors did the same thing. That's good enough for me. Um, so the idea that, you know, an award is the, the only thing that makes something worthwhile um, or a score or a Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, you know, we've had that conversation forever and ever about Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it, it doesn't mean that something is good. It doesn't mean it's bad either. Um, it, it's a tricky thing. I think, I think the important thing for me is finding validation in myself. If I enjoy it, that's, what's ma- that, that's what matters to me. Not if an award show for old people, for old people who are voting um, for movies that, you know, they think are, you know, artistically better than um, something like you said, Chris, the artist. I don't know what the other nominees were that year, but I can guarantee you there was a better movie in in the set of movies. I don't remember what the other I don't I have no idea. I'm, I'm going to look it up. Well, I'm not going to look it up, but I, I know that, <laughs> that I know that's happened. Yeah, that's right. That was quick. Um, like. Yeah, see, that's that's. I'm, see, I'm not going to bother. That's what I mean. I, I I just I I don't I don't feel the need to to know who's nominated to know who won anymore. Well, for me, like a good example is the year Crash won. I don't I didn't like the movie Crash at all. I terrible. thought it was a yeah, that was a terrible film, but it won. My favorite movie that year was actually Brokeback Mountain. I Agreed. think that should have won. Hundred percent. But you know, I like it and it's fine. And that, that's where I'm at, you know, I, I wonder if that's probably my, the, was the tipping point for me too. We're just seeing how bad Crash was and, you know, how it was, oh, Ian, yes. Son, I think, uh, I think there's a fighting word. Here. <laughs> yeah, come on, Ian. I haven't, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, Lauren, what do you think? Do you, do you need something that you love to, to be validated through an award show? Does that, does that I mean, help? I, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said and that. Um, you know, you, you had a lot of wise words there with how, you know, award shows are driven by we're like, oh, this, you know, like people that love Spider-Man No Way Home. So glad they love it. I liked it, but I wasn't in love with it because everything was spoiled. It, it, it's like Endgame. Like once you know surprises, that took away for some of that for me. But anyway, still good film. Um, you know, people, I know a lot of that people really want that for best picture. Um, they wanted to get nominated. They even wanted to win. They wanted it nominated. And I think it was so important to them because kind of like, I think Chris mentioned it, maybe it was you, Emma, but somebody mentioned how um, the these films, they're always nominated for these big prestigious awards. They are always made a certain way. They're, you When I watch a critically acclaimed film, I know what I'm watching. And personally, I don't care for most of them. They're slow paced. They are dull a lot of times to me. They're boring. Um, and this isn't all of them. Again, I understand say craft, but why should I have to enjoy that to be able to appreciate a film? And that's my biggest problem is, yeah, like we should have more than just that. If we actually nominated the best movies out there, it would include movies of all different genres, not just the same typical drama, drama, drama. Like it's, it's always the same. And 
that is frustrating. Like Spider-Man No Way Home never had a chance. And that's not right. It was a really good film. It it was big. It got billions of dollars, which is huge. Um, and for reason, not just because people want to pay movie to a bad film, you know. Um, but anyways, I don't I like seeing something um that I care about getting noticed for it. So I will say I like it. Um, but I don't really feel the need for it because again, I, I know what I expect. Like I think Black Panther is one of the best films. Not even just for a superhero film. I think that should have won more awards than it did. Um, even though it did get an Oscar. It wasn't for the story or anything. But it got an Oscar. Um, but I know that. Right? Kind of like you said. I know what I enjoy. And I know what the quality is. And people can take it or leave it. So I don't necessarily need that validation. But it is nice to see it sometimes. Ian is trying to start a war right now. In the comments. Yeah, I don't. Ian, what are you talking about, sir? <laughs> this is a Wendy's. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. Brokeback Mountain had Anne Hathaway's boobs. Did Crash have those? Oh, I forgot about that. I, I was thinking more about like the Heath Ledger stuff, but I always forget about that. I mean, I love yeah. Heath too, but I'm also me, so I very much remember watching that in high school and going, huh, why is this appealing to see? So Fair. Um, You're right about Spider-Man, though. I, I, I agree with you, what you were saying about all that. And I think that maybe going forward, and just superhero movies, not just superheroes, superhero movies in general, but just other films, if they would just open up a little bit more to stuff like that, it might help. Well, the, I'm not the, saying... The, sorry? No, it's okay. Sorry, Chris. Say, I'm not saying give the Batman an Oscar, although maybe we will. We'll see. But <laughs> just consider it. That's all. You know, and some award shows have done that. You know, Golden Globes is as stupid as they are. Like they have the separate categories, um, the comedy and music category, and the and the drama category. That's so. That's how you would get um, different types of genre movies yeah. into it, which makes sense to me. Um, but you know, uh, Grabs's comment about you know the hypocrisy of you know just giving awards to to movies because because you know Return of the King was not is is I don't think is the best Lord of the Rings movie. Um but if you look at the awards for best picture or the nominations in that year for Return of the King, um it's not that good. It was before they had they expanded the the movie so it's only 5. Um you know they did the same thing with Martin Scorsese giving him best director for um The Departed. Departed is great though. Oh, it's great 100%. It's not his best movie. He you know of all the movies he's done before that yeah. Um, you know, good fellas for cripes sakes, uh, you know, Wolf of Wall just, Street. exactly. Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, so, and that's the thing, you know, trying to decide because they won an award doesn't mean it's the best. It just, that's, and, and that's, that's where I can't, I can't separate the two. I can't separate how uh, an award means that something is better than something else when I don't think it is like, I don't, I don't find an enjoyment in watching a, um, an award show. So if we're talking about the show in itself, if I watch an award show, if, if something I like is nominated and then it loses, do I feel bad now? No, I should, I should feel, I should feel good. I still like the movie. Mm -hmm. why, why should I feel bad that something lost that I like, you know, it's, it's a tough thing. I don't know. Like what you like. That's, that's what I like to say. And that's what you like to say, Chris. So I agree with you hundred percent, man. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, want to say they think like that but they don't it's a very societal thing mm -hmm. and also if you think about it again the sag awards are a reflection or supposed to be a reflection of the actual industry the people actually in there the actors the 
the producers, uh, I don't know if they include pe techie people, but they should if they don't. Um, everybody that works in that industry is, you know, it's supposed to be a reflection of them, but they still do the same thing the Oscars do, which are the ones critics do, which they all pick the same kinds of films. Yeah. Why are other actors going, you know what? We actually enjoy fucking superhero films and this one was good. Throw it in there. Like it's, it's, it's a cultural and societal thing and it goes beyond just the general public. And I don't think people know how to talk about that, especially those of us that aren't in the industry, because I'm not. So I can talk about it from my perspective, but I, 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 that's why I liked watching like the round tables with actors and they actually talk about their craft. Oh, yeah. I find that fascinating because they have such a perspective um, and, and the industry is, is way harder to understand than what we know. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's nice to th see things when Buffett doesn't. Yeah. The mature and, and best way to go is just be like, you know what? I still love it. Like I see every freaking year, the glad awards, they nominated like all these different shows for LGBT representation, which is wonderful. Always nominate Supergirl, which really struggled with that, even though they had a little bit of good stuff, but legends never got nominated and legends has had over four main LGBT characters and they still have what well, they have. They have four right now, at least like, and they weren't ever nominated and they're well written. They're good quality. It's not just numbers. And so sometimes I get mad at that, but then, yeah, it's like, I know it's good. I don't, I don't need glad to give an award to know it's good TV. So you just got to like what you like, as you guys say. Another t-shirt. I like it. <laughs> in saying all of that, in, in saying how much I dislike award shows, nothing gives me greater pleasure than watching Nico Caruso watch the Oscar nominations <laughs> live and jump up and down and dance with a Red Bull in his hand when as soon as Christmas Stewart is nominated. Nothing makes me happier. Nothing makes me happier than watching Zeddy, you know, having Coda win just recently at the SAG Awards. Yeah, Nothing makes me it. happier than seeing my friends be happy about those things. So, you know, I, I love that aspect of it too. I like that, you know, as much as I can hate it, I, I like that my friends uh, love it more than, you know, more than anything in the world. You know, Nico and Zeddy follow it year round, you know, 365 days a year, they're Oscar watching. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so happy that they find enjoyment in that, that, that kind of stuff. Um, so don't make it look, think that I'm, you know, you know, poo pooing on people who, who find enjoyment in things. That's, that's not, that's not what I'm trying to do. Poo pooing. No, no poo pooing. Party needs a pooper though. No pooper here. No pooper. Okay. Nope. This party is Ian's the party pooper. Ian's nah, being the party <laughs> pooper. Nah, Ian's fine. <laughs> Another T-shirt. Don't be an Ian. Sorry. Please be an Ian. I love you, Ian. I have never Please seen Crash, so I don't even know what the argument's about. <laughs> yeah, just, just uh, things. Petty things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Um, <laughs> I got nothing else about Crash. I can't got... stand that movie. I think it's I time for I something can't... special. All right. Yeah, let's... Uh, Chris, yeah, lead us into what's going on next, man. <laughs> Well, it's trailer time. There you go. Okay, so Lauren, do you want to introduce you or just roll it? Uh, so uh, if you guys have seen me tease it on Twitter, um, I have a project, a thing that is going to start. Um, it will actually be starting next Sunday. Not during this time, though. Don't worry, guys. Um, <laughs> but it's something I've been working on for a while, something. I really wanted to get right, and hopefully I will, but we'll just have to see. Um, so here's the full trailer for it. Let's roll it. 
That's the thing. That's the so thing. So tell tell us a little bit more about this thing, Lauren. What what is the show? What what's what's the purpose of the show? What, why did you want to create this show? Oh, now we're doing an interview. Oh my gosh, I wasn't right. Yep. Um, <laughs> um so this is like I said, it's something that I really wanted to get right. Um uh, some of you guys know I've I've done live shows before and stuff, and I really wanted to do it again because I miss doing it. Um, you guys do yours, and it's always fun just me as a you know a viewer to watch and interact. But um, I wanted to create a, another space and specifically another morning space um, for people to hang and something that was um, that was structured a certain way that had games that had segments that had all this. I want something more interactive than just the average talk show. Um, even though I love talk shows and they're great. Um, I want something that when people go there and it really feels like a safe haven, um, not just because you like watching me or whatever, but, um, or whatever interviews I might have guests or whatever. Um, but because you guys can chat with each other. Um, that's my favorite thing to watch in any live show is seeing everybody just have a blast together in the comments. Um, so that, that's kind of what I wanted to do. So it's going to be lots of different segments, interactive stuff, lots of interviews. Um, I've already got the first like five episodes planned, which is kind of scary, um, but exciting. So um, just really excited and hope y'all can tune in. I look forward to be tuning in 10 a.m. on Sundays. Um, you know, Lauren, we we like you here at Gathering of the Geeks. We like how much energy you have. And I think your energy kind of vibrates through everyone else's fandom as well. It is contagious. It's 100 percent right, Chris. So I look forward to um, your, your goofiness, your quirkiness and your knowledge on Sunday mornings for sure. Yes, and uh, you guys are the first to know, but on the first episode, um, my good friend Steve, um, so not Mr. Hayner, even though I love Mr. Hayner, um, but Steve, uh, the, uh, Steve Post, who does T.O. Combo Club, he will be my guest host. And that's also something I want to do with the show is um, it's not just going to be me every single time. Um, many episodes, I want to have guest hosts on. So people that I know in the community, even our creators, I want other people to be able to come on and be able to host and have a good time too, if they would like. Chris, so Chris, Chris and I? Could, yeah. Could Chris, Chris and exactly I come on? <laughs> yes. You better. You got to <laughs> gather in the neighborhood. We're going to make another t-shirt. Chris doesn't <laughs> sleep, so you'll have to be uh, worried trying to get him up that early on a Sunday morning. But... Uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll sleep before, then I'll figure it out. Yeah. Before, <laughs> <I'll> after. Or <laughs> after, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. do it. <laughs> um, I definitely want to have you guys on. Um, it, I think it's going to be a really good time. And yeah, I just, I hope it's just a good pick, pick them up every Sunday morning to get people going and um, <laughs> just be happy. <laughs> You get them twice in a day at some point. Can you believe? You have to deal with me twice out. a day, Grabs. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's trouble actually thinking about that. Yeah, oh, well, that's in the morning. I don't know. So you might do I wear the if I do would I wear the same shirt as I'm wearing? Do I wear the same shirt in the morning and the same for our changes. show? Yeah, geez, so oh, man. And I gotta change the books behind me too. Oh man. We have plenty of t-shirt ideas. No, I think you guys will be okay. <laughs> don't worry, Emmett. Well, we'll just ship them to you. Don't even think Chris and I got it. I think we'll do this. Oh my God! Boot Ian off this stream right now! <laughs> <laughs> Look at this! Look at this son of a gun over here! 
I, I see. I think Ian should come on this show one day because I'd love to see the the chaos ensue. We, yeah, we got to be playing with his figures. <laughs> He's got no time for real friends. He just spends time with plastic friends. <laughs> plastic friends. Has, hashtag plastic friends. Another T-shirt. See. Hashtag oh, plastic friends. They're just making. They're selling themselves right. Is, now. is somebody they, writing they this are. down? Is somebody in the comments writing this down? Because we've had a ton I of shirt ideas. I hope so. You, this, you guys need show. a secretary. Uh, we, yeah, mm. we, we can do that. Like, the intern who takes care of the Twitter is pretty good, I might say. <laughs> There's no yeah. I in team, but that, that they're pretty good. <laughs> um, so before we get on in here, before we do some plugs, I just wanted to say again <laughs> that we are doing Batman Week at Gathering of the Geeks. So we've got a poll up right now. We're going to have some stuff daily um, going on for Batman Week. So make sure you hit us up on our Twitter account. Um, yeah, it grabs. You have no idea, okay? You you don't know, okay? You don't even know. With I know end. what I say when I say it most of the time. Okay. I said what I said. I said no what I said. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we've got a bunch of people seeing it this week. we got friends seeing it tomorrow. I'll be seeing mine on Thursday. Chris, you are seeing yours on when? Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, and just a little heads up for that. We will be recording with the Vigilante Boys on Monday for an audio-only podcast that will then be releasing on the next Tuesday. I believe it's the 7th. Yeah, and the reason for that on the is... On the 8th, sorry. The re- reason that we're doing the 2 is because we want to do a non-spoiler and then mm-hmm. we, we just don't want to spoil it for anybody so that way if you guys want to avoid all that you definitely can when you watch the show and then after you see the movie or if you decide hey i don't care you can listen to the spoiler part yeah so make sure you yeah make sure you hit us up on twitter guys that's where all the batman fun will be happening where the intern will be making stuff up on the day of 10 <laughs> minutes before they tweet it um, and it all works out just fine uh, he, he's a swell intern, that guy. They he, are he a make, intern. We don't know. Yeah, uh, sorry, 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 sorry. We don't know who it is exactly. They're just in That's the right. account. Don't give it away, Emmett. No spoilers. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, no spoilers. Uh, okay, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, Lauren, plug uh, whatever else you got going on and plug your show just one more time for us. Yeah. Uh, y'all can find me at friendlymbhdbi on Twitter. And my show starts 10 a.m. next Sunday. Y'all are the first to know. Um, official announcement will go up tomorrow, but feel free to spread it if you'd like. Um, I just wanted to get people a little early piece. Um, I know that's always fun. Um, I still write for the Wednesday poll, as my shirt says. So if you don't check them out, um, go check the website, the Um, See all the little reviews and stuff um, that we're doing. But yeah, hopefully y'all can come hang out on Sunday. And oh, I forgot to mention, um, if you didn't see my Twitter already, I read Saga and it's good. More thoughts later. <laughs> Chris, go ahead, man. Uh, yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at thatchris70. But as always, I prefer you guys to follow the Twitter account, Gia the Geeks. And please, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, do that now. If you like what we do on here, that'd be cool. Emmett knows how to explain it better than I do. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, before I do mine, I just want to say thanks to Grabs, Juan, Eric, um, skipping over Ian's name, uh, Zeddy, uh, Cookie, uh, Steve Hayner in the comments. Thanks so much, guys. It was a good one uh, tonight. Keep that Kirby and Slime talk coming. 
You can follow me on Twitter at EmmettDavis7, but, but like Chris said, just follow us on Twitter at G of the Geeks, and make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, thanks for watching live, and you can always check out this uh, show in the podcast form, which will be out on Tuesdays. I think that's it. So in saying all that, for Lauren, thank you so much for coming on. For Chris, I'm Emmett, and we gather on Sundays. 